What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and it is another edition of Overthinking MTG. So let's go ahead and press that random card button over on Gatherer. Let's see, what card are we looking at today? All right. Today, we are looking at Crown of Doom. This particular printing was from Commander 2014, and actually, it looks like that might be the only version, interestingly enough. All right, so Crown of Doom is an artifact for three that whenever a creature attacks you or a planeswalker you control, it gets plus two, plus zero until end of turn. Uh, okay, so, <laughs> so we're leading with the downside. Interesting. Well, what's the upside? Pay two, target player, other... Target player... Other than Crown of Doom's owner gains control of it. Activate this ability only during your turn. Ah, there we go. So this is a Zedru-style staple. Um, if you're not familiar, Zedru's Greathearted is a Jeskai commander um, whose theme is just handing your opponent stuff they don't want. Um, well, his, his theme is handing your, giving out stuff to your opponents. Now, you can play it in kind of a group, hub group hug style where you're actually giving people things they benefit from. Therefore, you curry favor and people like you and they want to keep you around. Um, or you can do it the other way, that's a little more aggressive, where you have things like Crown of Doom, or uh, Jinxed Choker, or uh, Grid Monitor, Rust Golem. These kinds of these cards that have incredibly crippling downsides that can really hamper your opponent. Uh, another one that I think would be really great in that deck is actually Lich's Tomb. As a Jankomancer myself, I want to find a use for Lich's Tomb, but it's just it's just not good enough because what it is is it's an artifact for four i believe um where you cannot lose the game as long as it's in play period you cannot lose the game um but instead of taking damage you have for every damage you would take you have to sacrifice a permanent and so you end up like yeah you can't die kind of but then you end up just sacrificing everything and it just eats you away so it, it sucks. Like, it just full-on sucks. Like, it, there's no way around that downside. Um, You know, unless you have some way of preventing the damage, but if you have some way of preventing the damage, you don't care about the not losing effect. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I have yet to figure out a way to use it. Um, basically, what it comes down to is just get Platinum Angel. That's really, that's the correct version. But anyway, Crown of Doom. Um, this is a fun design. It's kind of cool. So, if you play it, if you play it for three, if you play it on curve, it is in your possession under your control for one turn and so your opponents get one free crack at you um, with that buff that their creatures would automatically get now if your opponents are running like go wide strategies if they're creating tokens if they're playing elf ball um or you know you got all the goblins in the world that can be a real problem you know that plus two plus zero gets out of hand really fast um however if you can just ensure that you never get the bonus coming at you. There, I mean, there are fewer ways. There are a handful of ways to push people away. Like, this is a great example of a card that is built with Commander in mind. Now, personally, I really love that in Commander you have so many amazing cards that interact in weird ways in multiplayer that were never intended. But at the same time, R&D has always been aware of multiplayer. Like, it predates Commander. I mean, Blatant Thievery was originally printed in Onslaught, and that has a multiplayer function to it. Like, so it's clearly designed for multiplayer kitchen table games, and Commander is just kind of the perfect, like, formal structure for that. So, you know, it just sort of fits nicely. But, um, 
there are a couple of ways that like you can deter people from attacking you. You can make sure that they like to have you around, or you can give them bonuses for attacking other people. And that's something that I'm really glad to see wizards. I'm I'm glad to see them play in that space. You know, there were also the whole um, there were cycles of like the curses where if you know whenever a creature attacks a certain player, like the the creature's owner draws a card, or like the, those kinds of effects that give you, you know, like when I think of a bonus a triggered ability that I'm going to get benefit from in combat. I think when I attack, I get something. Or when my creature deals damage to an opponent, then it something triggers and I get something. So, I, But I think of that, it, the source of that is coming from the creature. And so to give that to another permanent that the person is stuck with is kind of a fun... You know, you're cursing that person. So you, you, the crown of doom, you are, you know, attaching it to somebody. And the other cool thing about this is um, it doesn't tap... So to use its ability, you don't ha you don't tap it, because that's one thing you could do. Um, so you can only use you only activate it on your turn, which is good, because that would get out of hand pretty nastily. Well, but as a result, actually, right before every single player attacks, they're just gonna throw it at whoever they're attacking. They're just gonna spend the two mana and just chuck it at whoever they're about to swing to. But they can't target you with it as the owner uh, who originally put it onto the battlefield. That's incredibly powerful. I feel like that has a real... Um, that could have a major impact on the game if there are players at the table who are attacking. And that's kind of the ultimate um, the ultimate issue with so many of these cool commander cards. Um, yeah, in general, I love the curses. I think they're it's a cool dynamic, and there's something really fun about a permanent that you don't want to have. It feels like this hot potato, and uh, it's it's kind of fun. It's a neat it's a neat look. Um, so yeah, Zedru is a is a commander where this kind of thing would fit perfectly, and then just in general, if you're playing with people who like aggressive decks, this could be a really fun way. Um, yeah, if if your friends enjoy playing aggro decks primarily, not necessarily, not exclusively, but primarily aggro, I would recommend tossing one of these into your decks because I know personally I prefer to play more combo-based commander decks where you know I have a lot of weird pieces that click together to cool to perform um, impressive game-winning you know scenarios. That's the stuff I enjoy building. You know, but I have a lot of weird little missing pieces that I need to slap together. And the better, you know, the more fair I want the deck to be, the um, the fewer instances of redundant effects I have and the fewer tutors I have in the deck. But if I want to be competitive, I've got, I got tutors. i got plenty of tutors. Um, but that's the thing, actually. I even, even then, I enjoy tutors that have a multiplayer dynamic to them. Like, Scheming Symmetry is an amazing card that I absolutely adore. Uh, same is true with Wishclaw Talisman, because there are... Somebody else gets a benefit. You get a very important, very powerful benefit, but so does your opponent. And you have some control over which opponent gets that benefit. And so it's a wonderful way to curry favor. It's a wonderful way to set somebody up uh, if they can help you. You know, if there's a particular threat that you're dealing with, and you can just hands you can give somebody else a vampiric tutor to just get the answer to that problem over there because that's going to be a problem for you too you can deal with it i can't i can get you the card you need that's awesome i love that stuff well and crown of doom has that level of there's that political dynamic to it that um 
that's just really cool. And so if people are swinging, it's a neat effect. It's a neat card. It has some cool potential and some cool upside. Not to mention, you get some interesting um, deals that you can that that you can barter with. You know, it's like okay, well, you know, I'm going to attack you next turn for sure. But if you don't counter this spell I'm about to play. I won't put, I won't, or, you know, like, you know, in addition to, like, me not attacking you, I'm not going to give you the crown of thorns, <laughs> you know, like, that kind of a thing, like, it's it's an extra little, it's an extra element, it's an extra piece on the table, it's a little piece of value, and whenever there's any kind of value on the table, you can, you can manipulate it in cool ways, so, all in all, I think crown of thorns is fun, this is exactly what commander is supposed to be, it's fun, the other cool thing is, if you're, in a, if you're in a playgroup where people are playing the more aggressive decks, um, where something like this can be really explosive, so they're not necessarily trying to turtle up and um, you know go for some weird combo the way I like to. But if you if you're playing more aggressive in in a more aggressive meta, you can have a very large impact on the game. And actually, to be honest, part part of me is thinking that could be kind of fun, like a four a four person aggro um, matchup. That could be a lot of that could be a lot of fun, and it would also be a quick game. Um, although now that I think about it, the amount of math that would be involved in that is kind of making my head hurt a little bit because that is combat math is like my least favorite part of the game. I got to admit, um, that's why I don't generally run aggro because it's all math. Oh my goodness, that's actually the really funny thing too. I love how in a game of Magic, when you think of like the intellectual characters in the game, you think of blue, the people who are finding perfection through knowledge. And they're the ones who are trying to craft um, bizarre arcane machines and spells and devices to control the universe, you know, or multiverse. Um, and they're the, they're the intellectuals. They're the ones who are very, um, you know, they're the ones cooking up all the big brain schemes. Meanwhile, you look at like the brutish, um, you know, perceived or the ones that are depicted as kind of like the dumb grunts. You think of like red, or you know, maybe some green creatures. Like you know, you think beasts, like very just brutish, just big. Oh, me smash, mar, mar, mar. like that's that's very much the red. Um, you know, not as not exactly smart. It's not exactly the so it's very different. Very they're opposites. They're enemies on the color pie for a reason. So sure, but I find it really funny because when you actually get into the gameplay, the blue player has to be aware of a lot of factors sure there's a lot of elements and a lot of timing and tempo all of that is very real and it's all it, that is definitely a tricky element of the game however over on the red side you have so much freaking math and like <laughs> you have to do so much combat math to understand how much damage can i get in for here how many of these resources do i need to swing next turn if i don't swing with these this so which of these do i need to swing with and so you like you see like really intense high level aggro players when like they take a long time to think about each attack and each spell that they cast because every single mana is meaningful especially in an aggro mirror cuz those two like it's funny cuz I think of two aggro decks as like two just fireballs just going off and that's it. But in reality, it's a much more intricate dance than that. And it's really cool to watch that. Um, and it's interesting to see because at the end of the day, even the dumb rock, rock, me smash decks still have to do a lot of mental, um, mental effort to be successful. You know, at least at least at a high level, at least against a comparable opponent in a you know, when there's parity on the board, the aggro player actually has a lot of thought, uh, a lot of things to to think about as well. I, just, I, just, I find that interesting. You know, there is no 
I guess magic is a complicated game. It requires a lot of thought. There is a lot of skill involved. And I love that. I just I get a kick out of it. No matter what style you're playing, no matter what your methodology is, no matter what your preferred approach, there's a lot of thought because there is an opportunity cost with every single play. And you need to make sure that you are taking the right moves at the right time no matter what. And being able to identify the situation is just so clutch. And uh, I got to say, I've been able to grind more games, especially thanks to Arena, than I ever have before and as a result i'm becoming more and more aware of the value of one man or the value of one damage and exactly because i'm realizing that in certain situations man i could i could hit you for two in the face right now but is that worth anything like in this exact moment no it's worth very very little you know in a completely different moment that could be the game you know, whether or not I hit you for two this turn could mean whether or not I beat you next turn. And being able to see all the different lines, like sometimes I'm really good at it. Sometimes like sometimes I can see it and sometimes I can hit it and sometimes I just don't. And I'm sure if you're you know, if you're watching this, you're a magic player too, you understand how that goes. And it's fascinating and I love that stuff. Well, and to bring it back to Crown of Doom, our card du jour. Du jour? Sure, a card du jour. Crown of Doom. It adds plus two to each creature when they attack a specific person. So it's just, it's a bizarre addition. And, well, it basically makes every single deck, like, I mean, this is an oversimplification, but with all of your combat math, it's as if anyone attacking the defending player has Torbrand in play, is basically what it ends up being. Because for every single source that you have attacking, you're getting two additional damage that's either going to be hitting their creatures or their face. Now, it's actually in the form of power, so there's some interactions there like that is different than just damage amplification, but still, um, functionally, a lot of the time, that is how it'll be. So it's interesting. All right, guys, this has been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, this has been Crown of Doom. I'm actually going to go hop on my stream again because uh, we have access to the Ikoria pre-release, and so I just got through this down. I'm going to get out there. Uh, Wizards was very generous in uh, inviting myself as well as a number of other streamers to go um, participate in that event. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to jump over there and get a couple hours in before I have to go to sleep, um, although I probably should be going to sleep right now. But Ikoria, yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out. I will catch you next time. Later.